Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Mamacita, your weekly mama date where we discuss all things momming while Latina. Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom by day and flamenco dancer and writer by night. I live in the suburbs. I'm raising two bicultural children. I'm from El Salvador, but grew up in Los Angeles in a very traditional Latin household. And I'm Alex. I'm a single mom of a fabulous five-year-old girl. I'm an artist, actress, and dancer living in LA. My life is not so traditional. We've been friends for over 13 years, and trust us, figuring out motherhood is way more fun with your fellow mamacitas. Bueno, Alex, <laughs> entonces. A ver. I talk to my kids all day long, 24-7, so much. I don't think I ever shut up. You don't shut up or the kids don't shut up? Both. <laughs> it's like blah, 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 all day long. And, you know, I just, I don't remember this from my experience growing up. I think we had a very quiet household. Nobody talked to me. And I think I contribute a lot of my imagination and imaginative play to the fact that it was always so quiet. Really? Yes. So like your mom didn't talk to you? Like she didn't have conversations with you? No, I mean, we didn't talk about anything. It was more like, do this, do that, don't do this. Commands. Yes. So we just didn't have meaningful conversations and she didn't explain things to me in the way that I explain things to my kids. Yeah. Like I explain everything. That's funny that you say that because my mom talked to me all the time because it was just me and her. But we didn't have that trust, or at least not from my part. Like, I didn't feel I could come to my mom and tell her things. So it's just talking for the sake of talking. Talking about, like, everyday stuff. Okay, so your mom did one thing right, narrating life, right? Because that's what they tell us modern moms to do. Narrate everything that you're doing oh, so really? that your is kids that will develop language. Yes, oh, and this okay. is why I started doing this. Mm -hmm. I narrate every single thing, and it's weird because I'm talking to myself all the time, but I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to the baby or I'm talking to my five-year-old. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to teach them language and that's why I talk all the time. My mom never talked to me. And, you know, she should have talked to me. Like, for example, we became immigrants when I was seven and we left El Salvador and then I, we never went back, but nobody, nobody ever explained this to me, you know? Yeah, no, that's My crazy. dad left first. <laughs> And I just cried for months and months. Nobody explained to me what the process was, that he was going first and then we were all going to meet up or whatever was going to happen. Okay, so there's two types of conversations that you have with your kids, right? The You talk all day long because you're teaching them language, but how about talking to them and respecting them as people so that you can explain life to them? I definitely respect Sophia and her opinions. And I always tell her like, you don't have to do things that you don't want to do. Like, like, talk to me, communicate with me. You know, I'm always checking in on her and asking about her emotions also, which is something that I never talked to my mom about. And I really make it a point to be interested in what she has to say. So that, that keyword, interested, modern <laughs> mama. You're, you're is nailing that, what it. What is that? Am I, am I doing something right? You're okay. nailing it. You're talking no. to your daughter like an adult or well, yeah. like a person. Well, yeah, yeah. You're interested in what she's saying. Like you said, because she's a person. I do that consciously. I treat her like a person. I respect her opinions, uh, her likes and dislikes. I have her make her own decisions, you know, when whenever it's appropriate. Yeah, I respect her as a person. 
So when you grew up, do you feel like your mom respected you as a person? Do you feel like she spoke to you like a person or was she just, you know, I feel bad because I'm talking shit about my mom here, but we're not talking shit about our moms. Listen, I mean, yes, on this podcast, <laughs> we, we will, will be talk talking shit, shit about our moms. <laughs> Instead yes, of therapy. Trigger warning. We are going to be talking <laughs> shit. But here's the thing. It's not talking shit because they were doing what they thought was best. Right. I mean, the one thing we have in common. No, not the one thing. One of the things. One we of have the many in, things yes. that we have in common is that our moms were both in their 40s when they had us. So they were older moms, especially for that time, which is around Mm -hmm. the 80s. Yeah. And they both grew up in Latin American countries, right? So your mom's Colombian. My mom's from El Salvador. Which means very traditional upbringing. Right. And I feel like women just, they had such a hard time just being in general Mm -hmm. that feel like talking to their children about the day-to-day was not on their priority list. <laughs> I mean, my At mom, least for my mom. My mom, she talked to me, but it wasn't like we had a connection or open communication where I could go to my mom and feel like I could tell her anything. Right. Because I always felt like I would be met with judgment. Yes. That is a huge keyword right there, judgment. I feel like that's the reason why I never had a really great relationship with my mom is because she was always angry and judgy about Mm -hmm. everything I did or everything I said and you know I judge her now but she does she does have really great qualities but speaking to me like a person and including me in the everyday decisions or you know just talking okay so for example like when I talk to my five-year-old I explain to him we're going to school and this is why we're going to school and this is what you're going to learn. This is, you know, I didn't have any kind of explanation for the simplest things, let alone the very complex things that we experienced or that I experienced as a kid. Yeah. You know, so how and how much we talk to our children has been a big focus of mine. Like I want to make sure my kids feel like they're included in the family and the decisions, not just by standards of them. Yeah. I make it a point with Sophia to let her know that she can talk to me about anything, even if I don't agree, even if I don't like her doing something or I don't approve or whatever, but she can still talk to me about it and and it's okay and I'm still going to love her. Yes. That's, oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. So unconditional love. Can we talk about unconditional love for a second? So hold on, let me backtrack <laughs> Am a little like bit. Am I taking you somewhere else? No, no, no. Yeah. This is all awesome. So, okay, you said two things, judgment and unconditional love. And so, yes, I think as modern mamas, this is what we try to do, not judge our children, but accept them for who they are in the moment, whoever they are in that moment, and then to love them unconditionally and show them and express to them that love, right? Because yeah. that's, that's what we do. And I don't know, I feel like that's a very modern thing because my mom did not grow up in that household where it was non-judgmental and unconditional love. And I don't know if your mom did, probably not because of the probably way. Probably not, um, yeah. You know, and especially being a woman in a Latin household, I don't think not being judged is an option. I mean, <laughs> it just comes with the territory. Yes. Like you will be judged for yes. everything that you do. Es la bonita, es la gordita. Yeah. Es la- There's always something. 
And so I think that, that you just hit it right on the nose, the non-judgmental communication. I try so hard. You know how earlier you were saying, oh, like you're doing things right. The modern mom does this and this. I really don't read any of that. I just go off of what I feel is right. And I think I, I guide myself by what I wish I had. Yeah, well, trust your instincts, up, girl, because you know? they're working. <laughs> I I trust my my intuition, my instincts. Just I think about myself as a child, and I'm like, what would I have liked to have in an adult or in a you know in a parent in this mm-hmm. moment? I'm just doing all the stuff that I wish my mom would have done. And again, I'm not I'm not talking shit about my mom. Maybe a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> Like, Mommy, I get it. Yeah. Hi, mom. Love you. Call you later. Um, she just grew up in such a different yeah. world. I mean, it really is a different world. No, it is. I mean, it's a totally different My mom world. grew up in Colombia in, like, what? The, the 40s? 40s? 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. The yeah. 40s, 50s. And I feel like for them, perfection, that, that was the expectation. Like, they needed to be these, like, perfect proper girls and and so of course that's what she kind of expected from me and I'm like well yeah Yeah, nothing's ever gonna (laughs) guess what I'm not perfect at all well nobody is no I know that yeah but like your children should know that you're gonna love them even if they're not perfect I know for my mom um I was a late child Uh uh-huh she never calls me an accident thank goodness but You know, she already had a son, and by the time I was born, he was already nine years old. So I feel like I was kind of like the afterthought or the oops, and she was over it. I mean, she wasn't really trying to be this amazing mom. She was just like, okay, I have this kid. I got to get through it. I got to do all this stuff all over again, and, you know, there I was like, hey, play with me, Um, hang out with me, talk to me, and she just... I don't you think know. she didn't have the patience? Or? I feel like she didn't have the patience. Maybe she thought she didn't really need to spend that much more time with me because there were other people in the house. You know, maybe she was just involved in her own drama. I mean, this was a very dramatic time in my mother's life, which mm-hmm. maybe I'll get into later. But I mean, she just had a lot of stuff going on. And I don't think being, you know, mom of the year was, was the priority. It was her priority. <laughs> no, not at all. And so, yeah, we didn't, we established this way of being together where we just didn't have conversations, meaningful conversations. You know, she didn't tell me about what was going on in her life. I just kind of overheard stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, She didn't tell me anything that was going on ever. Did your mom ever admit that she was wrong or that she didn't know something? Because I tell Sophia that all the time. I'm like, you know what? Mommy messed up or mommy doesn't have the answer yeah. to that. We we could figure it out. We can figure it out together. I think uh, admitting you're wrong takes a lot of maturity. And uh, I don't think she's at that point still. Your as mom? An, as an still? 80-year-old woman. <laughs> I feel like my mom has started a little bit to like realize that maybe she's not always right just because she's the mom. Because that's how it was in my house. Like, well, I'm the mother. So I'm so, right. So that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no question. You know, I'm the yeah. mother. So if I say we do this this way, that's the way it is. And that's it. And everybody else is wrong. <laughs> Everyone else 
else in the world is wrong. That's funny. And did you just like acquiesce and say, yeah, okay. Yes, because I felt, unfortunately, and, and this is all stuff that's like coming to me now as an adult. Of course, at that time, I didn't realize it. But now I'm like, oh, my God, I did feel like I had to be a certain way to have that love. Wow. Parents in that time, maybe from that country, I don't know, I'm totally generalizing here. It's yeah. my huge generalization of the podcast. Just they did not communicate as much or in the same way as we try to communicate with our children today. You know, healthy communication wasn't a buzzword. It wasn't a thing like it is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, valuing people's opinions or feelings. I mean, these are all things that seem very human and natural now, but I don't think they were, especially in a culture where it's all about manners or what's proper or who's this or who's Appearances. that. Appearances. Yes. Oh my you know what God. I mean? Yes. So, that was huge. Yeah. We pretend everything is perfect. Yeah. That's fair. We can keep talking yeah. with her. So I have a five-year-old son and I have a 10-month-old daughter. And to be totally honest, I've learned how to be patient and how to communicate more openly since I have become a mother. We, as in me, my husband, my kids, we talk about everything. Everything is open. Everything's about honest communication. And honestly, these are things I learned from my husband because mm -hmm. he's the son of two psychologists. And so he knew about communication. So he grew up like Yes, that. I did not. So this for is me, new this for is you. not natural. My instinct is because I said so, stop talking to me. <laughs> that's so funny. Because, and I don't do that yeah. because I know that that's not okay. And that's not how I wanted, you know, to grow up. And so here I am trying and it's really hard because it's not the natural Thing that comes out of like you keep talking about like oh I'm just following my instincts and it's natural and I'm like yeah, yeah Alex you're awesome <laughs> me I have like this thought process of like my reaction and then I teach myself that's not the correct reaction I should talk about but that's this. huge the fact that you are aware and catch yourself Hey, I'm not, I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, well, nobody this is. is. What I'm saying like, like sometimes, sometimes I'll kind of like snap a little bit. Like on days where I'm just like super stressed and overwhelmed, I feel how like I have, you know, little patience and she's like asking me or talking to me and I'm like, oh my God, baby, just like, hold on a second. Yes. <laughs> you know, like give me a, give me five minutes. Hold so on. Every day I literally say this, please stop talking so I can think. Yeah, it, it's, it gets to be a lot yes. sometimes. But you know what? I prefer Can that. I get an amen, mama? <laughs> Stop talking so I can think. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sometimes it's so much. Oh, my God. Especially during quarantine. Hold on. Can we have a moment to talk about quarantine? When no. our kids had, had no other people to talk to? No, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's too traumatic. Okay. It's too soon. We're still in it. <laughs> We're still in it. We'll talk about that later. No, but really, like, you know, for months, it was just me and her yes. in an apartment. And that's it. It's like the <laughs> so there was nobody else to talk to. So I made even more of an effort to be there and be present because that's the other thing. You can be with your kids all day long physically oh, and yeah. and be completely checked out. Yep. Lived it. 
I and yes, I have gone through that too, where I'm on my phone and she's like talking to me and talking to me, and I'm like literally like not paying attention. And I hate that. I hate that because I don't want to be that mom. You know what I mean? I want to be present. Of course, there's times where we all need a break and we're like, okay, just, I don't know, whatever. You do your thing and let me just have my my yeah. moment to myself. But I don't want to be that. Because I'm Dude, so- you're like a keyword I, Alex today. It's like well, No, because present. I'm really, I'm really big on all this stuff because this is stuff that I think about. Yeah. You know, like I, you know me, I'm very emotional and very... She you made know. a flourish. You can't I, I see just, it, but she flourished with her hands. I'm just very... She made a sad <laughs> face and flourished. No, like I can get really deep and really emotional and I'm a very sensitive person. So all these things I think about, like how would I feel? I think about this stuff. Like when she comes to me and she's super, you know, emocionada, like super excited about something... Can you imagine if you went up to somebody with this fabulous idea and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Like, you'd be like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, like in real life, like, I'm not talking about children, just like as adults. Uh-huh. Like, if you come to somebody, you want a reaction. Yeah. Or like, if something is important to you, you want the other person to engage and like give you some kind of feedback, you know? Right. And so I think about that, like, even though, yeah, she's five, but if she's coming to tell me something that's important for her, I want to give her that same kind of like enthusiasm, you know, mm-hmm. that same kind of like, yeah, baby, that's awesome. You know, yeah. think about it. Like we're yeah. the most important people in their lives. Totally. And if you, you get dismissed, how horrible is that? Like you wouldn't want somebody doing that to you as an adult. So imagine to a five-year-old, you know? Yeah, I do know because that was my whole. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like what I was saying about like how sometimes I catch myself. I know. Yeah, you know, you know, you lived it. No, like how I catch myself, I'll be like on my phone or whatever and not paying attention. Can you imagine if you're like out on a date or something and they're yeah. on their phone? How rude is that? It is. It's very rude and really annoying. Yeah. So if you wouldn't do that to another adult, why would you do that to your kid? That's the way I think. Totally. I mean, you love your child you respect your child as a person and that's why you communicate with them and that's what we're talking about here today i just didn't grow up that way it's different because i have a daughter now and so all of these experiences and all the feelings whatever inadequacies or things that i felt with the relationship with my mom have really come to light now that i have my own daughter and so i think that's why I'm thinking so much about all the, how I parent. I'm trying to be a conscious parent, you know, and talking to her. Sí, mi amor. Estamos platicando. Talking to her and explaining to her how life works and what happens and, you know, basically teaching her what the world is about and how we live our lives is a big deal to me. And yes, uh, I'm with you, Alex. I wish my mom had done that, but I don't think she had the time nor the energy, or maybe she just didn't know because of her upbringing. I really think that's what it is. They just didn't know any better. I mean, but what are they going to say about us? I mean, what's Sophia going to say about you? What's Alouette going to say about me? We all try our best with the knowledge that we have at the moment, and that's all you know that we can do. That's right. So with that, um, how much do you talk to your children and how do you talk to your children? I mean, do you have a similar experience to what we've been discussing? 
Is it different? Is my generalization correct? Am I totally <laughs> off key here? <laughs> well, you, you know what? Let me know. I'm going to say one more thing. It's not just, I think, how we talk to our children, but how much we let them talk to us. Ooh, I'm telling you, you're on fire today. Keyword Girl, Alex. I, I should have been a psychologist. <laughs> I love this shit. I analyze myself <laughs> and everybody else all the time. No, really, That's because fun. giving them that freedom to express their thoughts and their emotions and yeah. whatever they're going through, like being there to listen, I think is super important. Yep. I think I practiced on my son because <laughs> he's the first. And now and you're I'm, getting it right on the I'm second getting one. getting it right on the second one. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm just kidding. I love you. On the next episode of Mamacita, we'll be talking about post-birth, the unmentionables. This is a podcast about starting conversations, so share your thoughts. Leave us comments. Send us pictures of your mama date. Mama Cita. Mama date. Listen and subscribe to Mama Cita Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mama Cita Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mama Cita Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf and Alexandra Rosso. Edited by Alexandra Rosso. Our sound engineer is Scott Wolf, and our theme song is based on Drume Negrita, a Cuban lullaby, arranged and recorded by Scott Wolf. Also, check out our Mamacita blog by Wendy Castellanos Wolf. Find that and more at mamacitapodcast.com. ¿Qué? En español, por favor, que. My English is not so very good looking. <laughs> <laughs>